Rapid Reviews Radio, episode Y57. Um, I'm your co-host, Kylie Wild, and I, if it hasn't been obvious to our listeners at home, very bad cold. <laughs> That's all it is. It's nothing more than that. I am joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Wahoo! Don't contain your surprise, Pete. Um... And our returning guest, like absolutely returning in one week's time, I think, uh, Mike Tendo, friend of the show. It's me, Mike Tendo. Woohoo! Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, there's, so yours is the Charles Martinet version. Mine's the Chris Pratt version, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, if you can't tell... Uh, this show is about Zelda. Whoops! I mean, <laughs> that's the second character on my T-shirt. <laughs> I do highly encourage, as I do every week, to come watch the VOD or watch us live at Rapid Reviews. No, no, at Twitch.tv forward slash Rapid Reviews. We have props today. They have props. We do indeed. Props coming out there, wazoo! <laughs> That was bad. Oh so dear! <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. <laughs> no, no, it's still bad. It's still bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, Pete's gonna be doing a lot of heavy lifting, but it's a good thing because it is about Mario. And if you follow us, and of course you do, because you watch and listen to us regularly, Pete loves Mario, but guess what? So does this guy named Mike Tendo or something. Like, his name? What? Yeah, it's, all, all, it's, all, it's almost like Nintendo is in the name. Yeah. <laughs> so, these two guys are gonna really, really chat your ears off. Um, thank goodness. Because <laughs> I am slowly dying on the vine. It's fine. We but... do want to hear your thoughts on the movie too, you know. Of course. A few. Got a few. I'm just here mainly for moral support, that's all. <laughs> I'm just here to make sure you don't fall off your chair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catch me through the screen. Um, I have got the safety ooh. harness on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. Okay, no, not going to go off on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what I like to do every week is ask our guests, when we have a guest, how their week has been. Mike, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it started on the Monday, obviously. I know in the US it starts on a Sunday. Here we go again. <laughs> um, it was uh, my brother's Jack's birthday on the Monday. So uh, we spent a little time together, had a couple of drinks. On Tuesday, I flew back home uh, to sunny Spain, where it's about 28, 29 degrees nice. on a daily basis. Very nice. I started a new job uh, on the Wednesday and... Mm. Here we are the weekend. Went to see the Mario film again for a second time with my partner in Spanish. So um, I can now say uh, let's go in the Spanish as well, which basically it does say let's go. <laughs> it's not manos. So, uh, yeah, good fun. Happy days. <laughs> nice to know. Yeah. Like, like when you watch a movie in like Spain, because mm. obviously that's where you were watching it. Um, does it have like English subtitles or is it just full on Spanish? 
Now, it depends where you go. There are some cinemas that mm, do have it available in version original, which is the original version, so like the English or the US uh, English original version. Um, in I think in places in like Portugal, some cinemas they used to have, the film would be in English, but it'd only be subtitled in Portuguese. Oh, right, okay. I see. But um, here with the cinema that I went to, it was fully in Spanish, but it's not a problem for me because I'm fairly fluent. Um, and it, I watched the film before anyway, so any things that I didn't pick up in Spanish, I remember it from the English version anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. all good, yeah. all gravy. Cool. Well, for our listeners at home, get your bingo cards out because Call Me Kevin lives in Spain. So I wondered how he was getting along watching movies over there. <laughs> Pete, that brings me to you. How's your week been? Uh, it's another busy week. Um, so, yep, yeah, another busy week of being an adult. Gotta love it. It's fun work. But hey, uh, I've had a few days off work anyway to rest and recuperate and do whatever. So I did not see Mario again, which was weird. I probably should have done. Yeah, I thought you were for sure. I <sighs> just got busy doing other things, I guess. Can't even remember what I did with half my time. General blur. adulting. Yeah, let's <laughs> just say general adulting, yeah. Oh, I know what I did. I was playing a lot of Resident Evil 4. Of course I was. There you are. So, yeah, I was playing... What between version? The Game- it's got to be the GameCube version, because uh, that's the best version. I've been playing the remake, actually. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll let you off. Yes. So, finally <laughs> testing... But you can't play that with a chainsaw peripheral, can you? Uh, unfortunately not. I wish I could. <laughs> I mean, funnily enough, I saw someone turn up to a Smash Brothers tournament with that controller. <laughs> pretty, It was pretty impressive, actually. That is probably one of the most wild controller setups. I think manageable, isn't it, really? I mean, it's a weird controller to actually use and actually, you know, play a game with. I mean, it's cool for display purposes. Say mm. it rivals... The Donkey Kongos, which brings us full circle. Hey! <laughs> hey. Although there was no, there was no Donkey back. Konga in uh, in this. Uh, no, but there anyway. was the DK rap. We'll there get to w- that in a bit. We, we, we shall talk. We shall talk. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Kylie, how's your uh, week been apart from being sick? Oh, goodness. Um, You know what? I can't remember the before times before I was sick. All I remember is sickness. <laughs> Um, actually, it, it's been, it was pretty decent, and then, yeah, like, I got sick, and, like, all I want to do right now is, like, just, like, curl up in my bed. Yes, so if you happen to see Kylie just disappear, you'll know why. <laughs> she has made camp underneath desk. <laughs> to just slowly drop an inch by inch throughout the you podcast. Until... You can see the chair keep going down and it, it's one of those chairs that finally actually goes to the floor. Actually, I have this chair upstairs that I need to move down here, but it's so freaking heavy, but it's one of those that lays completely flat so you can sleep in your office. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Workaholic tonight. Workaholic go. Except for the whole being sick thing, it's been good. Uh, but this will pass. I just, I'm annoyed. I'm one of those people who just gets very annoyed when they're sick because I get very bored very fast. 
<laughs> so fast. Jeez. Um, but we will head on. See, words are not coming out good. We're going to move on, not head on, move on to today's topic, which I already made the joke of it being Zelda, so I won't make that joke again, even though my brain's like, make that joke again. Star Fox. <laughs> Pete, do you want to give us a very brief background of how the Mario movie came to be and our favorite, favorite voiceover artist and actor extraordinaire, Chris Pratt, everyone's favorite. Okay, well, I, I guess this is where I take over as a host of Never Watchers. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so today, of course, like, like has been said, we're going to be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. So this is a 2023 movie from a joint collaboration between Nintendo and Illumination Studios and Universal Pictures. Uh, came out on the 5th of April. And uh, yeah, the cast list as such are, uh, which, why is IMDb listed it in a stupid way? Do not understand. I guess it's done on first appearances. Uh, so Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, Jack Black as Bowser, um, Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, um, Charles Martinet does various voices, but we'll get to those soon enough. Um, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Seth Rogen as uh, Donkey Kong, uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, uh, where... Why am I not seeing a few others? But anyway, I think that's about it. So That's the major players. That, those are the major players. But yeah, like I said, came out uh, beginning of May. Beginning of April, sorry. Had a budget of 100 million US dollars. And so far, on its opening weekend in the US and Canada, it did 146 million. And so far, at present, sits at 470 million dollars worldwide. Crap. And it's been, yeah, it's been out for just just over two weeks at this point. I mean, I've been thinking about trying to cover it for our website as well, about how much it's grossed. But then you see some sites say it's like 470. Others say it's now gone over 608 yeah. million or something like that. Okay. And it's like, okay, where are you getting these numbers from? There's no exact site that says no, you know, these numbers. Uh, so what usually happens, and I've been seeing this a lot, is that um, movie studios will release their dailies, so it will tell you the dailies, and sometimes they variate between different regions, obviously, because the US region is most heavily focused on, so um, worldwide numbers are sometimes a little bit you know, unusual. Also, there is one very interesting point to note, and I'm not sure if this is when it's due for release... These numbers are not factoring in the fact that Japan has still not received this movie yet. Oh dear. You can just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so ironically, unlike game releases, they get the movie later. Oh, it's been a long past day where, uh, you know, Nintendo used to leave the, the Western release for a couple of years, so. Yeah, I remember those days. True. So do I. Oh, so do I. Remember importing hey, Smash Bros. Brawl six, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, six months before you know release from the US. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, so yeah, it's been quite the storm so far. It has seemed to have set a few trends, including a, I think it's high one of the highest five day openings in in animated history. Yes. It's apparently also the highest um, video game movie, and I think it's closely coming the like, highest 
animated movie of all time as well or something yeah, like that getting close to frozen 2's number i believe mm. it is i never saw frozen 2 neither did i no I and mean, i've seen mario twice well there you go <laughs> nice. it's my, my school incident it over the limit over the, 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 the record so so yeah you were alluding to this at the very beginning kylie so let's talk a little bit about some of the controversy that has been had across you know yeah. announcements leading up to the film coming out obviously the biggest one being that chris pratt was voicing mario and uh seemed to cause a bit of a storm let's say i want to know from both of you mm -hmm. what were your initial thoughts when he was very first announced as the voice of Mario. Go on, Mike, you take this, because I think mine's going to be a little bit different to yours. <laughs> okay, right, okay. So, look, I want to start off by first saying um, I do enjoy a lot of Chris Pat's movies, so I enjoyed him in, like, Jurassic World, um, Fallen Kingdom, and obviously the, the first one, Fallen Kingdom. The last one, Dominion, not so much, but not so much fault of his own. Just no. the whole direction the film took. Oh, gosh, um, yeah. Love his portrayal of Star-Lord in, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And, you know, he's had... And the Lego movie, I thought, was absolutely brilliant oh, as well. Absolutely okay. love the uh, Lego movie. Because, let's face it, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool so when you're when part it, of a team. It is indeed. There we are. Teamwork ah. makes the dream work. Oh, um, so when <laughs> everything is awesome. <laughs> right, stop before we get copyright strike. But, but yes, yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so um, when he was announced for Mario, now I've been a huge fan of you know Chris Martinez Mario, you know since the beginning and meeting him as well in Barcelona many many years ago at this such event. It was my first video game event. Um, <laughs> um so that was like a dream come true and then like hearing like oh guess what chris pratt's gonna be mario and charlie day's gonna be luigi and it was just like i was mixed feelings because you think okay yeah this is a guy that i've been listening to, uh you know watching other films and i just thought it's taken away from charles martinet in a way this is like his big moment he's been building these characters for years and all of a sudden it's like hollywood saying let's stick in some big hollywood a-listers uh, that have been in films of current and you know it's like brush everything out the way so yeah it was a bit difficult at first i'm thinking you know i'm not gonna like this because he's been in so many many other films let somebody else have this one <laughs> you know what i mean and then after hearing him in the trailers and stuff like that, I gradually, you know, started getting used to it. And then knowing that Charles Martinet was still going to be in the films in some portion, I thought, you know what, okay then, yeah, I'll just have to see this film and see how it comes out and see if my uh, views change. And they have changed somewhat for the positive. Mm. Uh, okay. Good to hear. Pete, what was your hey. initial <laughs> yeah. Um, So I'm going to somewhat mirror mike on this one uh i really like some of chris pratt's performances with uh guardians uh especially the lego movie i haven't watched the second one surprisingly which is weird um and a few other of his uh, everything is movies. not awesome okay oh that, right. that's a spoiler <laughs> okay <laughs> cheers uh i will watch it at some point in the future when i forget that it was even a thing anyway so yeah, I, I I'm mixed on him as uh, as a whole as an actor because I feel like sometimes he 
can do really well, but sometimes he's just just Chris Pratt. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a symptom of modern Hollywood as a whole, is that you haven't really got classic movie stars anymore who can, you know, mould themselves into, uh, you know, into their roles. But I'll give credit where credit is due, you know. Um, whilst I wasn't blown away by his initial performance in, in the trailers... I think it's better in the movie. And I think all the words that he was saying before, just wait till the movie comes out, I did. And I was reasonably happy, actually. It didn't offend. It's very good. That's actually very good to hear what'd you, from what, you. What did you reckon? My initial thoughts. Mm. I was in Pratt Overload at that point um, because I watched Parks and Rec Lego movie, Jurassic Worlds. The least said about those, the better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have, I have a rant. I could go yeah, on with let, you. Let, but... Let's not, because I have one about Bryce Dallas Howard as well, and we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. I'm sorry, I have to. Uh, I believe it was the second Jurassic World. Yeah. I think it was the second one. Fallen Ten Kingdom. Open. I think it was Fallen yep. Kingdom. That opening scene where the, the mom's eaten. Spoilers. By all the various different dinosaurs. I can't remember if that's the first or the second one. I love that opening. And then I was just disappointed from there on out. Um, mm. Yeah, because it was a, a massive disappointment. That's why. I was so excited. And that big old like sea monster came up. Yep. And then I was like. Mm. And then it just went. Anyway. That's not what talking about for you. Um, so. I initially was just, I'm just pratted out. Um, oh, because I also love Guardians. Uh, We're here to talk about the other, 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 other Chris Pratt movie. Yes. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I just had to say that. Sorry. No, you're, you're good. It's good. Um, but then I heard him in the trailer and I could not help. I love Bob's Burgers. I used to love Bob's Burgers. I haven't watched it in a, a couple of seasons, I, I will admit. But those first oh, four hey, seasons... Oh, hey, I'm Bob. Religious. Would you like a burger? <laughs> it's so much like Linda. I mean, somebody... <laughs> somebody pitch-shifted it up on YouTube and played the trailer, and then they, they like, superimposed Linda saying, Oh, the words! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go! And I was like, oh, Ow, here we go. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to watch this without that in my mind? Um, <laughs> and of course, very much, both like Pete and Mike, of course my first thought is Charles Martinet. Of course it is. That's that's who we grew up with, you know? Um, mm. And uh, so I was just like, they have to do right by him. If they don't do right by him, I'm boycotting this movie. <laughs> Sometimes they make good decisions. <laughs> so, uh, but to be fair, again, kind of mirroring Pete here, uh, it didn't offend. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know I didn't love it. It didn't make yeah. me go, like, I never really, f how do I say that? Um, it didn't take me out of the movie. I'm not going to say that. But it didn't truly but, draw you in. Yeah, it still felt like. We were watching a an adaptation of Mario. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, it does. You know, it's an interpretation. Like, yeah. And the actor almost looks like the original, but it doesn't quite, but it still has the feels, you know, all that stuff. So, um, 
that's kind of what my initial thought was. But I will say this, and I'd like to hear from both of you two. The minute they announced Jack Black as Bowser, I knew we were going to be okay. This, this was, oh, this yeah. was <laughs> easy for me. It was like, yeah, Jack Black as Bowser, perfect cast, casting, yeah. nothing more needs to be said. I could totally see it. And then when they they showed the first trailer, and you saw Bowser, and you could see like Jack Black's mm, eyes yeah. and the facial expressions in it. And it's like, yes, I could totally see this. Do you oh, yes. yield? Yeah. I do not. I do not. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I could just watch a Bowser movie. I'm not going to lie. I could as well. Jack Black it's as Bowser very... is a revelation, honestly. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So good. Of course, we'll go into more about the music. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who was the biggest surprise performance for you then? Um, I'll say for me, personally, I'm not going to say surprise. Hmm. Okay. No real, like, nobody really stood out. You know, Jack Black did, but... There's two that I was quite disappointed in. Not... Disappointed is a very strong word. And then, you know, I'd like to hear from you guys as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Donkey Kong. What? I'll get into that in a bit. Um, I I think Donkey Kong was probably the weakest of the performances. It basically, it just was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Or Donkey Kong as Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've taken the wind completely out of my sails there. Yeah, Seth, yeah. Seth Rogen is the hugest disappointment in the entire movie for me. And I, oh, I, I said, I, in all of Hollywood. No, uh, look, I, I, I said this even in the lead up to it is why is Seth Rogen playing Donkey Kong? And I was yeah, completely yeah. vindicated in the point that I knew it was just going to be him doing his usual stick. And I worried about the don- him doing his usual uh, laugh. And it was like, yep. <laughs> Doesn't, does yeah. not fit Donkey yeah. Kong at all. What Donkey the hell? No, he is not. Not even close. And yeah, I worried massively about him. And I was, yeah. That's because Grant Kirkhope did such a good performance of Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong 64. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> could have used some of that a little bit and it's like to at least with look I'm going ahead of it with all the references that were there like it was surprising they didn't have a few of those moments for Donkey Kong mm. I do think yes uh, there could have been more easter eggs with Donkey Kong uh, involved um, to be fair I'm a little bit mm. surprised there weren't mm-hmm. or I just missed them uh, oh there was but, a fair few actually if you were looking out for them there was quite a good I, I know the, the like ship mm. thing I recognize that. Look, we're 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 jumping well ahead. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. spoilers territory soon <laughs> enough, I guess. Mike, um, what about you? Was there any disappointments for you? Disappointments. I mean, other than really touching on like Donkey Kong, I think that was probably one of the slightly bigger yeah. letdowns of the the thing. I mean, I, I, on the whole, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Oh yeah, very very right. much so. Right. And you know, I could get on board with Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong. Fine, fair enough. It, he mm-hmm. didn't get enough screen time anyway to like really ruin the film or just you know to have that typical like mm-hmm. Seth Rogen stuff that he gets up to in his other films mm-hmm. I mean gonna, I mean it could come to a point we may get a spin-off movie but instead of Pineapple Express it's Banana Express oh gosh <laughs> that could happen oh my days <laughs> just like the but- movie poster just pick, poop in my head <laughs> <laughs> for Banana Express yeah just I was pleasant yeah Oh yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh my goodness, it would be awful. Like, who's James oh, Franco? Oh god, now? I made a mistake. 
Oh, we gotta get out of town, man. Oh god! <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, let's not. Let's keep, let's keep moving. Uh, keep moving. I was let's... actually pleasantly surprised with Anya Taylor Joy's performance of Peach. I thought it was a very, very good uh, representation. I was, you know, totally behind her. Yeah, you know, this strong character attitude, uh, which we don't normally get from the games anyway. You know, she's always right. been this like damsel in distress. But I, I did quite like the angle they took with it. Yeah, you got some niggles. You got some niggles there. You got some yeah. niggles there. We can get into it. Don't worry. No, it's not that I have niggles with Anya Taylor Joy. I think she did a fine performance. Actually, it was like mostly decent. It's this whole strong character Peach, like that everyone seems to be back, like piggybacking on top of Princess Peach has mm. been that way for a very, very long time. In fact, since 1986, potentially, you know, and also if you wanted an interpretation of it in the more modern age, Super Princess Peach on the DS is very much yeah. a game where she has to rescue Mario. So, hmm, Hello. all these people have been saying, yeah, Peach is a total girl. Is she this movie. Not? No, she oh. is not. <laughs> They've sort of changed the role of damsel in distress to basically being a bit more appropriate, I would say, in the fact that it's Luigi oh. needing to be saved. In terms of lore... Like that's more of how I feel it should be. Yeah, think mm. about Super Mario Brothers Two, which is my favorite Super True. Mario, and yeah, I know that that's it was. You, you mean Doki Doki Mario Two? Yeah. Panic, yeah. I, Doki Doki Panic, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I always just call it Doki Doki Mario Two. Uh, well, I say it's my favorite Super Mario World. It's number one, and then number Super two. Mario World. Yes, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, she was, for me anyway, just my style of play, mm. she was my main character because of her, like, being able to float and um, mm. stuff like that. So for me, she was always girl boss. Um, Peach was the easy but... mode of Mario 2. And no! There's no, there's no harm in it. She's a great character. No, it was the fact that she, she you character. know, she was a great character. I like the fact that everyone had unique abilities anyway. It made them feel so different. His little leg spinning. Oh, he, yeah, he was tough to play because his jump arc was so weird as well, especially when you try to fight Birdo. Uh huh. Exactly. Oh, yes. Couldn't time it. Yeah. Um, no. God, we're showing our age. <laughs> we're showing, Are we, Jack? No, we're showing our gamer cred as Mario fans here, clearly. That's right. That's it. That's our gamer cred. Um, so, to be fair, I do enjoy playing Princess Peach in Smash Bros as well because um, I think right. she can. Kicks and tail, to be fair. Yes, if you know how you to play her just right, uh, her smash attack is probably one of the best attacks you can use, to be fair. Uh, some I mean... of her smash attacks are good. Her, uh, one of her specials oh, yeah. is really good. You know, mm. turnip throwing is quite a pain in the butt. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes, it does look like she's pulling it out of her butt. Oh, yes. Mind you, she does use her butt for other things in Smash Bros. I must admit, that's part of her powerful yes, attacks. Yes, the Peach Bomber. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so do we want to talk about Easter eggs now? Cause uh, I'm let, right. Well, actually, I was going to say my most surprising performance. Oh. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Oh, right. Hey, Mario! I think he's, <laughs> I think he's great. I thought that was... He was good. I did enjoy his performance, to be fair. I, I thought really, he did a really, like, really good job. You always know that the toads are always a bit over the top anyway, so like he yeah. really sort of channeled that. But yeah, another one was... I was more impressed by Charlie Day as Luigi than I really thought I was going to be. Really liked how he played that, because, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm on... mm, go on, Kylie. Sorry. Well, no, it's fine. I 
I think it could have been a bit stronger performance. I felt that it was um, uniquely different from Pratt to feel that it was, you know, that they weren't you know clone what? characters anymore. That is actually a good point I hadn't thought of. He did have but, to play yes. the great man to yeah. Chris Pratt and Jack Black. And he, but then he, it also felt a little bit like he, Charlie Day was Charlie Day, <laughs> in a way, basically. Yeah. In all honesty, yeah, I haven't seen enough of Charlie Day before to know about that. That's why I was a bit worried. I was like, I'm not sure about this actor because I've not seen him in anything. So, anyway, yeah, sure. He's always seems quite comical in his performance, anyway. And I can't remember the film, but he's the, he's the one in that meme. That you see yeah. with all the pictures on the background, he's like this really like manic character. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he. I, when I saw that tran, you know, translate onto Luigi uh, as a bit more of like a cowardly character and a little bit manic in a way, or you yeah. know, letting his feelings get to him, you know, his fears. Okay. Uh, I did see that come across very well. So sure. yeah, okay. uh, no, I can uh, get. Cody, I'm not sure how we want to handle this. I was going to sort of say, right, should we talk spoilers, references, all that sort of thing? Uh, Let's go through the plot itself well, and cover it in full say, detail. If you've made it to this point, you're worried about spoilers. And believe it or not, there are spoilers. It's not like major spoilers. No. You know the story, you know the story. Um, but you may be forewarned right now. Yes, uh, that I was actually, that's kind of why I was doing it. It was like, yes, please be aware there will be spoilers plenty ahead for both references musical cues uh, character development story plot whatever and post credits yes so if you do not want to know any more or have not seen the film do not go ahead do not go any further i'll give you give you a few seconds don't look any further. We 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 yeah, good. Okay. We good. We good. All right, let's go. So let's let's talk. <laughs> open. Okay, so we saw this already. So sorry, Kai. I can go from here. If you no, you good. go because I'm I'm fading. I'm I know. Fading. I know. I can see it. I can see it. Um. So, uh. Yeah. We start out obviously what we've already seen in the trailer with the attack on um from Bowser and his minions, uh, led by Kamek, uh, on the uh, on the Penguin Fortress. Now, obviously, like I said already seen it in the uh in the yeah. subsequent trailer but i felt this is still a very good opening to the movie yeah i actually so. agree yeah i liked that they used the penguin fortress yes uh we've already mentioned that obviously with do you yield which yes. yeah it got a good laugh in the oh nice yeah it got uh, it got a good laugh for me in the trailer and it got a good laugh for me in the cinema again so it worked Oh, it did. It did indeed. Yeah. So, uh, from there, Bowser obviously uh, takes down the fortress with some relative ease and uh, recovers a superstar to which he is uh, then venturing on from the uh, from from the snowy kingdom to uh, onward to uh, Peach's castle and the Mushroom Kingdom to... Uh, well, we don't know at this point why he's moving that way, but we'll get to that later on. So, this is where we fall into another part that we've actually seen previously in the uh, promotional materials for this movie, which was the Super Mario Brothers plumbing advert. Yes. Very creative. Do the Mario! <laughs> nice. Now, 
For for obvious reasons, yes. Anyone who's a big fan of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show will know that yes. piece of music very, very, very well. Very now, I felt they did a really, really good interpretation of it for this. I, I did like that. And to be honest with you as well, I like their explanation of why it was so over the top. It was like, yeah. why it sounded more like the classic Mario characters. I was like, we're doing a bit, you know, it's for, for TV, we're acting. It was like, I really did yeah. quite like that explanation, actually. <laughs> and this is obviously where you're first introduced to Chris Pratt as, and Charlie Day as Luigi, where they're talking to various members of their family. She's uh, one of those voices is Charles Martinet, playing a, one of the additional voices he was sta stated to be. And a surprising John DiMaggio as an uncle. Yeah, which I missed somehow. I'm still don't. Oh, know I did too. I never miss. I never miss, especially John DiMaggio. But I did. I missed it. Yeah, I did too. Actually, I usually can hear that voice pretty clearly. Oh, yeah. I mean, he stands out like a sore thumb in Final Fantasy VII remake. So. Uh -huh. and, all <laughs> and everything he's in is Walker and so, Tin. So. Yeah. All right. So obviously we so. From here, we get a little bit of character development, obviously. Mario and Luigi have started a plumbing business, much to the begrin of their family, and uh, the the father goes a bit um, bit much with his uh, somewhat criticism of Mario, saying that he's uh, pulling his poor brother Luigi into a into a pipe dream, let's say. Oh, goodness, he puns yes. solely <laughs> intended, of course. I've never oh, rolled my eyes uh, so hard. <laughs> I knew you nice. would. So, um, and how... Mario having an aversion to mushrooms. Yes, I yes, love we... that. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. I saw that like as soon as they had that bit mo that going, I was like, right, this is a bit for the film. I know it. Like, And this is so obvious. I quite liked it because it kind of mirrored my life for a while. <laughs> I didn't like mushrooms as a kid. And then my mum told me I should eat them because I'll grow big like Mario and I love them ever since. So, you know, there you go. He and you are quite tall, so they work. There you go. <laughs> special mushrooms. I know. I don't think my mum was intending to be on the psychedelic drugs, you know. Especially <laughs> yeah. not at that age. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so one of the things that I found really interesting here, um, really good characterization, I think. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. So he goes into his bedroom after this scathing criticism. Uh, what game was he playing? Kid Icarus. Oh, yes. Yes. Correct. I loved so Kid Icarus. So when did Kid Icarus come out? 85. 86. 85. Uh, 85, I believe. And I believe it was actually before Super Mario Brothers came out. It was so difficult. I loved that game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't see any references to the original Super Mario Brothers game <laughs> in this movie. I'm so slow. No, not really. They have a Nintendo. And they have a Nintendo, but they're only ever playing games no that Mario came before game. Super Mario Brothers. So this is the movie that sets up the legend of the game. So, wait, are they? Is it set? saying that there was a poster for F Zero in the back background? Oh, okay. So that's a bit different then. Playing, so yeah. the, yeah. Obviously, the game he was playing was uh, yeah. Kid Icarus, and that yeah, would have been before. But the actual poster. That's such good music. Yeah, and then obviously later on you see the Wrecking Crew arcade yes. uh, game, yes. so which is another of Charles Martinet's characters is uh, the Wrecking Giuseppe. Crew guy Giuseppe, which is cool. Giuseppe, so yeah. 
Okay, so the next scene that we get, obviously, is uh, Mario sort of, Mario and Luigi sitting in a diner where they're ready to go and do work for the day, I guess. And they run into... Um, what's his name? Clyke. Sorry? Spike. Spike, yes. So this is yeah. a competing They're old boss plumber. from the Wrecking Crew. Yes. Mm. Uh, right. not, uh, not a big fan of what they're doing, but this uh, is a really integral moment for showing Mario's character that he's not willing to uh, let anyone tread over him and his brother and stands up mm. to him despite the guy being double his size. Gets his uh, proverbial butt handed to him, let's say, and let's move on from there, because I didn't think there was much in that other, other than showing that little bit of character development that Luigi's scared and Mario's quite brave. Yeah. So, uh, from there, we go on to their first job as plumbers, where, not going to lie, I found this scene quite in, quite funny, actually. Is, uh, oh, yes. Is the, uh, <laughs> the dog attack. <laughs> Uh, it was yeah. just the way that it was constantly was staring at them. It was really <laughs> funny. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead here. I did quite like it later on in the film where they had the call back to the dog and it's still looking the same way but gives them the nod of approval. <laughs> <laughs> like, weird little One payoff like that. Noticed, was quite nice. Oh, yeah. One thing I did notice is that dog looks relatively much like the one that's in Secret Life of Pets. Yes, it's almost like a colour. Difference. I can't remember what it's called in now. I don't know. It's not Max. Max is the protagonist. No, I'm not too sure, but I. There was a Secret big shaggy dog in it. Yeah, it wasn't Secret Life of Pets also done by Illumination. Yes. So that could be a callback to one of their previous movies potentially. Good. So, uh, sorry, one thing I didn't actually mention is we are actually in Brooklyn, not in the Mushroom oh, Kingdom. Yes, We're right. in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they complete this job very very badly. I might say so they've potentially flooded someone's poor bathroom and battered it. Uh, the dog the dog has been locked in a shower and the water level keeps rising and it keeps rising up. But yeah, the dog's not very happy with them. Anyway, they go on and they go back home and they see uh, a disaster is hitting Manhattan, I believe, or parts of Brooklyn, where they believe that they, can, they know what they're doing. So they go down and go to assist with the, with the, uh, with the repair job. Now, they know what which pipe to go in to sort of go and try and isolate their problem. They don't get there quite quick enough, and they notice a mysterious green pipe below the streets of Brooklyn. Now, I am quite interested to think where the origins of this is. Me. So, who the hell put this pipe in Brooklyn? Oh, no, she is a girl. Yes. <laughs> And also, I've heard it being called a portal. Now, a portal wouldn't be correct. It is a warp pipe, thank you. Pipe. Yes. Exactly. And I so, had a joke, and I can't think of it. Something to do with cake, maybe? Something to do with pipes, I'm sure. No, I don't know. Uh, no, I did <laughs> like, once have portal, a... portal, so... <laughs> no, I did once have a classic Mario Brothers um, plumbing company t-shirt that did say, Clean your pipes. Oh my goodness! I was. I wish I still had it. Honestly, it was a quality okay. T-shirt. Very ill. So I didn't know what that phrase meant because I. Oh my god! And <laughs> it was on. It was on a, a movie that came out when I was a kid. 
I don't remember what that movie's called. It was a B movie, blah, blah, blah. But in the thing, he goes, these pipes are clean. And the way he said it, I knew it meant something. And I asked my mom, I was like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, oh you're disgusting. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that meant. Or I've got a gun in my pocket. and Or is that a gun in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? Please to see me, yeah. <laughs> like, what does that mean? She's like, you're so filthy, Kylie. It's like, well, I'm just asking. <laughs> No. Um, Kylie, I don't think she's saying that you're filthy. I just think maybe your mum is. Ooh. Potentially so. No disrespect to your mother, I must say. No worries there. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, so side trip on that. I was, I was actually, I was joking like, oh, I was 21. I actually think I was an adult when I found out what the whole pipe thing was. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so we're obviously getting through the movie um, at this yeah. point. We're getting to the early stages of where things start to change. So we have the moment where both Mario and Luigi are sucked into the warp pipe and they go down and down. Well, Luigi goes first, does he not? And then Mario sort of follows behind. Thanks for the visual representation. Uh, they, they, they do eventually get split up as uh, one I don't know, I can't remember exactly how they end up getting split up, one of them goes from one pipe to the other like, one goes to Bowser's yeah. Kingdom or the Darkland, sorry, and the other goes to the Mushroom Kingdom, so guesses who goes where Woohoo! Mario <laughs> goes to the Dark World Thor oh. the Dark World Oh god, let's not talk about that moving on I don't want to have to remember oh, that again. Oh, God. I actually like That's that. another Chris movie. That's uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, different Chris, wrong Chris, wrong I franchise. I actually like Dark World. Thank you. Everyone's entitled like, to their opinion. I don't like Blood and Thunder, though. I didn't like that. Okay, good. So, yeah, this is our first interaction with the Mushroom Kingdom. So, Mario falls for a pipe. Uh, Finds himself in a mysterious mushroom world, and uh, yeah, then comes into contact with uh, Keegan Michael Key's uh, Toad. Don't touch that mushroom! <laughs> Actually, you can touch that mushroom. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> fine. Oh, that was perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, in case you haven't realised, Mikey's literally reenacting certain scenes of the movie with puppets. This is fantastic. <laughs> This is going We've got the Super Mario Bros. B movie going on here. <laughs> yes. So, obviously, this is our first interaction with the Mushroom Kingdom that we see. So, how do we feel it looked and acted, reacted to the world? I thought it looked great. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, for any negatives I have on this film, which, to be fair, aren't that many, it looked amazing. Yes. Oh, like cartooned it up just enough you know it almost felt like what disney world would feel like i think Ugh, if it well but or super have, nintendo world or like that i think yes because <laughs> it, it, it had like a little bit extra layer of cartooniness to it but it worked yeah Sort of like how all the warp pipes work around, like the clear glass pipes, and how there are just blocks there so that people can just like go further up to the different different levels of the Mushroom Kingdom. 
I, yeah. It's it was strange how it how it all looked and how it all reacted. It was it was strange, but it worked. It, I just felt it really just worked. And it's obviously a very very clear difference that you get between the Marshall Kingdom and between Brooklyn. Well, yeah. that's what. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Uh, Mike. And just the, uh, you know, getting around the Mushroom Kingdom as well, you know, like all the pipes and the floating platforms and then, you know, the floating blocks as well. And then Mario's got to go through all these pipes mm. and he's just absolutely exhausted after yeah. all of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I just love the cool little things that you have throughout that where, yeah. some, where um, you've got all the toad houses and the little mm. musical nod that you have to that when it goes past it. You know, the fact that one of the toads <laughs> drops a coin and he gives it back to yeah. him and... You know, it's going through the pipe for the first time, and he's just—it just reminded me of that moment from the first episode of Futurama when Fry does it, and then you yeah, just go yeah. at the end. It's like <laughs> tourist. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it reminded me of something, and that is exactly it, Pete. That is it. That is it. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Exactly. I am. The, oh, I am a walking reference machine, like a Nintendo movie. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, so we make all. So basically, the journey is that um, Mario and Toad are making their way towards Princess Peach's castle. So, yeah, so Toad claims he knows Peach, doesn't tell Mario that he doesn't actually, takes her up to Peach's castle, and then has to invade the castle. <laughs> Yes, but to be fair, I mean, the, the the line from the Toad Guardsman was a classic. And I mean, you it's knew a very, it was it's coming a, as well. You knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. could see it, it a to. mile away, yes, but it was a yeah. it was a very nice reference. It was like, oh, I think she's in another castle. <laughs> and it's just a cheeky little <laughs> laugh between them. It was like, yeah, they know what they're doing there. That's so good. I like that. <laughs> it was just such a great delivery as well. You just knew it was coming, but the way it was delivered as well, you still... Yep, and that's, that's play, the so, thing yeah. I could probably say about most of this movie is you could know most of what's going to happen. It, the plot is so incredibly easy to follow, but as like a Nintendo fan, you're gonna get all the references, all the little points of dialogue, and all that. So it's great. In some respect. Kylie, right? are you okay? I'm good. I'm hanging in here, guys. You, you just hit the stick. deck right then. I know. You don't have to stick around. You're fine. I, I try my best. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got some chat if you want to read that. Oh, one. yes, I forgot. Yep. Let, me get to, let me get to that. So, Oh, yes, of course. So, uh, Rock and Circle Hulk. Peach was great jumping and floating in a Super Mario 3D world. Uh, yes, yes, she was. Good character in that game. Uh, That's the character. Yes. What do you uh, what do you mean this game? This game right here? Oh. This game right here. Great game. More visual references for oh, Duke is uh, Duke from Secret Life of Pets. Duke. Yes. Thank you. Yes, that was put in by Rock and Sock and Hulk in the chat. So said I found that the plot was uh, trying to hit all the goalposts of Joseph Campbell's um, seminal hero's journey, which so many successful films have used as a backbone in their story structures, such as Star Wars, Iron Man, and A Lion King. However, there was a lack of connective tissue between those goals. Uh, I feel this movie could have been a bit longer. Some of the scene transitions were too abrupt. Now, we'll get to some Great. of this too. Yes. I I think that 
some of that was intentionally done because they wanted to appeal to kids. Yes, I agree. My theory is. Although I think now that it looks like more adults have watched it than kids, I think maybe the next one will be a little bit more um, better. I'm not quite sure about that. I think this is uh, a film that can be enjoyed by everyone and it is mainly obviously focused on being a kid's movie more than anything. There are a few jokes in there that are obviously meant for, uh, you know, adults like is in every kid's film. But, you know, it is mainly aimed at that sort of demographic and aimed at parents with kids of an age, you know, where those parents obviously grew up with Mario. There is playing just, those games. Yeah, mm. I don't know if they really thought that a lot of thirty and forty year olds are actually gonna go without kids to this like I did, but hey. Well, you know Well I did. Yeah. And to be fair, my mum has seen all the minions films, so you know, yeah. she's like he's unthing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she absolutely loves the film. So, you know, Say what you want about Illumination, but, you know, they do make films for, you know, pretty much everyone. They cater for all kinds of, you know, demographics. And like you said about there were some jokes in there for adults, but in in the Mario movie, but not so much like you would think like, oh, that's a typical adult joke. Like, for example, in Shrek, a lot of these mainly being that adults would remember from when they were kids so like yeah. visual references or like, musical yeah, like references playing the NES or, playing, or the yeah. Wrecking Crew Arcade and stuff like that or the GameCube um, sound oh, when uh, yes. Luigi's phone rings yeah. yes that was really good mm. uh, so yeah I, uh, yeah I think next up sorry as part of the moving plot was uh uh, yeah, that was when we first focus on where Luigi hits, which is in the Darklands. Uh, he's then chased by a bunch of a uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Dry bones. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah, I was I struggled <laughs> with the with the name there. Yeah, it's chased by a bunch of dry bones uh, into a uh, into a castle of some sorts, <laughs> uh, which uh, can obviously feel like a bit of a nod to it, to a Luigi's Mansion reference which i thought was quite cool there we've seen that was in the trailer a, already there was a musical touch as well there for luigi's mansion when yeah i did notice that as well even though i'm not as familiar with the luigi mansion games i do know that piece of music so Mario, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> yeah, so we got a few of those, but then obviously he's captured by um, Kamek and Bowser, and then put into the uh, put into prison, and uh, that's basically where he remains for the vast majority of the movie. I'm not going to lie. And see, that's kind of one of my things. It's like I don't know how they would do it differently, but also it was like. Eh. I kind of had no problem with this. I sort of felt like it was where they were going to go as soon as you set set Luigi up walking around in a dark atmospheric place. You kind of know he's going to get scared and probably get captured. And considering what what we had already seen from the trailers, it was pretty obvious that Peach was not going to be the one that got cap that was going to going to yeah, get captured. I mean, from a story perspective 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 sorry losing mm-hmm. my uh sense of speech now <laughs> <laughs> from my uh from a story's p- perspective bloody hell 
Um, it made probably made more sense for you know like Luigi to be captured to give Mario motive to rescue him. Yes, I, I mean agree. you know like Princess Peach he's never met before, and then all of a sudden he's going to try and save this princess. And Doesn't make sense from a you know logical standpoint. So them doing this, it's probably the deepest part of this whole story. Yeah, yeah, and it's I not agree. a very deep story, but that is probably the deepest part. It's because of his love for his brother that he's gone to enlist the help of this princess so that he could rescue. You know, his brother. Yes. So. yes. Uh, right, next up. Sorry, Kylie, did you have anything to say about this? Oh, just that I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense to me. That's sort of what I was trying to say, but Mike's obviously explained it a hell of a lot better than I ever did. Um, so, yeah, next we obviously get to the point where he's infiltrated the castle and finally meets up with Princess Peach and, you know, Mario does and gets his kind of gets his butt kicked. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, from there, I don't. So before she, before he gets chucked out of the castle, I'm not sh- kind of sure how she ends up taking him along. I don't remember that part. So Mike, what? How does that happen? Uh, okay, so basically, he says Mario says to her that he'll do anything to you know to try and save his brother, and she wants oh, to save yes, him. Yeah. And she says, well, okay, if you can get through this, like, obstacle course, well, then you can come with me. Yeah, I couldn't remember how we got to the obstacle course, so thanks for that. So, yeah. No worries. That's why I'm here for. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we get to uh, an obstacle course, as Mike has said. Uh, Not going to lie, got very, very big sort of World 1-1 vibes from this, as well as a few sort of, like, a few castle references as well, so like the um, um, the the obstacle with the flames, where he was trying yeah. to get underneath that for a while and he's really struggled with that. But I, that. <laughs> I mean, just the references in that alone. I mean, a lot has been said about this particular scene of the fact that Peach clears this in one and then has a bit of a sassy moment with Mario, where she's trying to yeah. obviously not say to him that he she done it first time but it's her obstacle course uh it's also uh, the fact that she grew up in this world which she does state which she does state yeah that she grew up in the world but it also it replicates the experiences that we all had as yeah. you know yeah. mario fans playing through the games and you know failing at you know yeah. there's one particular obstacle that you just can't get past yeah. and then you finally do it and then you falter at the next one and then yeah. in the end you eventually beat the stage so you know it just was like a culmination of yeah. like yeah. all of that, our experiences is in one yeah and i really like kind of like that obviously that peach is supposed to be like us the audience like remembering mm. those bad runs that we've had over the years and like trying to get through levels and just yep. struggling especially that incredibly large gap in mario one which is a pain in the ass oh. so anyway oh. we we know the one the big jump the big jump oh, yes underground? uh no it's on an overground level i believe it's in world four or five. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so, I do. Yeah, yes. it's a pain. I hate that, that jump. The two, the two skinny things. The two skinny. Rocks, yes, yes, that's the, the one. Yes. Yeah, so you have to you run have to over there. Yeah. 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 So you try and jump that, and you don't get enough momentum to actually get over the gap. I was gonna say I didn't know that you could run over no, the spot. No, it took me a long time yep. to figure that out too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mike, I got it the first time. What's wrong with you? No, I <laughs> did right, not. Paige, calm down. Mind you, <laughs> mind you, to be fair, um, I was about three or four at the time when playing that, so yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me We're too. Right, itty bitty. Yeah. Okay. I, in fact, I think the only time I actually managed to get over that was with Super Mario 35. Oh, yes, goodness. so did I actually. And I thought to myself, yes, I can do this. And then somebody would like murder me afterwards. It's like, it doesn't matter. I managed to make the jump. <laughs> Redemption for oh. all those years. Yeah, exactly. So, actually, this is where we get first introduced to the idea of power-ups. Yes. So we get introduced to the uh, to the mushroom power up at first. I'm gonna be honest here. I thought okay. they introduced the power ups quite well. Um, yeah. Obviously, the fact that they've introduced them in random blocks there. Um, mm. I do also feel like there's something they could probably change in the future in terms of Mario lore, because I really like this as an idea, like from the movie. Fields of fire flowers and ice flowers rather than just being in blocks. I really like that aspect of just fields of fire mm. flowers. Yeah. Cool, well, yeah. you know, they are flowers after yeah, all, so, you know, you know, to see this field of, you know, all these flowers, it was yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, and it's and the like same with the leaf the suit as well. Like the, mm. the Tanuki suit, which is obviously a leaf, you know, it could yeah. easily yeah. fall off of any tree. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, like I, I like the natural sort of approach that they've had to world building with putting the power-ups actually in real life rather than them just being mm. these weird commodity things that you'll get from time to time. Like, yeah. with the Donkey Kong fight, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, you can obviously understand why they're there, and we'll get to that. But, yeah, if they were to sort of be in blocks around the world, it would feel out of place to me. Mm. So no, I think it, 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 it would take a bit... It's a bit harder to explain that it's just there because it's just there, that kind of thing. Right. It's yeah. like, well, right. you never know what you're going to get, and it's like a big um, like Forrest Gump uh, sort of moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Life is like a question block. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's around about this point in the movie where Mario has completed the obstacle course where Peach has to make a rousing speech to her people that uh, they're going to be under attack from Bowser, who now owns a power star. And that they need to request the help of the Kong army, which they've been at, I wouldn't say they've been at war with, but they've had a really unusual alliance, let's say, to the point where they don't help each other, but they just leave each other alone. Mitch, yeah. sure, distraction. Yes, I agree. So, uh, this is where the people of, uh, uh, well, the Toad community of the Mushroom Kingdom are introduced to Mario for the first time, and he is told that he is not important. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, that. Who's he? <laughs> He's not important. important. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I mean, this is a very typical illumination joke that we usually get. So it was nice to see their brand of humour sort of in there as well. Like, whilst I'm not the biggest fan of the Minions movie, Despicable Me is still still an all timer. Oh, it is. Like the yeah. first one, anyway. But isn't yeah. there like a. Uh kind of like a conspiracy over on YouTube that's been around for a few years that says Toad's the actual main character. 
I think he probably is, to be honest. <laughs> yes, so you know, you know how they did Jar Jar is actually like a oh, the Sith uh, Lord. A Sith Lord, you know. I think <laughs> oh, it might God, be yeah. the same people. Uh, yeah, they said Toad's the main character of yeah. the Super Mario games. <laughs> I mean, it would kind of make sense. He's technically like the most unreliable narrator I mean... <laughs> in the Mushroom Kingdom. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you can interpret that as many many pit deaths as a unreliable <laughs> narration. Yeah. And then he fell down the hole and then re respawned at the end. What? How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then uh, this is where we start getting introduced to a lot more of the kingdoms around the world. So uh, let's play Spot the Kingdom and which game they <laughs> appeared from. Oh, so mm -hmm. uh, we've got the Snowy Kingdom in there, which obviously has been featured in quite a few games, including Mario 64, oh, yeah. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You also had the Tosinator Kingdom, which is from Odyssey as well, with the uh, upside down That's... pyramids, which is also, oh, which is technically right. Sarasaland, I believe it is. From, I yeah, it's from, from Super Mario Super Land. Mario Land. Yeah, Super Mario Land, which is yeah Sarasaland, which is where um, Daisy comes from. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh. Then I don't remember any of the others as well, but we did there get a really good non battlefield. We did have Bob on Battlefield, yeah. We also had that famous uh, Yoshi's Island moment as well, where you've got the... Which was from the opening movie of Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yes, that's right. I thought I saw it from somewhere. Yeah. That is, that's it. And that's a few it. others. But yeah, other than that, I can't remember without a second viewing, of course. Well, there was the Bob on Battlefield, and then yeah. there was the bridge where the fish fly over, which yes. I think yes. is a reference to Super Mario Bros. Uh, the first game. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a Mario, Super Mario Brothers 1 and Super bridge. Mario Brothers 3 where they have that with the cheap cheeps. Cheeps jumping over the bridge. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so we then, so after a while, we've obviously made our way to the um, the Kong Kingdom. Uh, this is where obviously we have probably our most egregious moment with the soundtrack. <laughs> so um, I'm going to let you take this, Mike, because you've been a very big uh, talking point about this on social media. Uh, so are we talking about the, the start-up to it? Okay, DK Rap. We're okay, we're not talking about Take On Me. No, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. I'd rather not talk about the licensed music in this all film. Right. I felt it didn't work at all. I agree with you, Pete. I can't believe yeah. it. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't really necessary, to be No, fair. I mean, I tapped my toes yeah, along because they're good record. songs, yeah. but, you yeah. know, that's about yeah, it. Exactly. They yeah. Deadpool. But yeah, we did have a lot of cues musically, and I've gone back and listened to the soundtrack a lot since this movie. And yeah. the musical the musical notes that I've done with the Donkey Kong Country music, fantastic. Yeah, the DK rap not like, having a credit by Grant Kirkhope, however, that's a tragedy for me. That is that so, is that's yeah, an absolute. Please, the floor is yours. Talk about this. Thank you, Alan. Okay, then. Like. Right now. Um... Yeah, now I, I I've it, I mean I get the the DK rap. It's had a bad rap for a long, long time, and then all of a sudden, you know, people started thinking, yeah, I, I went there. <laughs> Whilst I was drinking uh, water, but there. it was yeah, but it was notably bad because of that very reason. You know, it was like the typical '90s. You know, let's do this, that kind of thing, and it just encompassed all of that. Donkey Kong. So, yeah, DK. Donkey Kong is here. Hey. He is actually. Ah. He's finally back. <laughs> yeah. 
He's <laughs> <laughs> coconut gun. It can fire in spurts if he shoots you. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> I did say at the beginning, people should watch the uh, the podcast. Yes, not you just did. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, you did. So yeah, I'm. A- oh, I-, I try to do what I can. You know, just to crack some smiles, get people laughing. It's working. There we are. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the DK rap, you know, it was notably bad for a lot of good and bad reasons as well. It was obviously composed by Grant Kirkhope for Donkey Kong 64. And him and his buddies at the time, you know, they did sing the, the song as well. And the fact that it didn't get credited for him when you got all these licensed songs appearing in the credits and mm. all the credits this is the composer the studio it was done in did from what time blah de blah de blah and then you got dk rap um from donkey Kong 64 and you think no what was weird why I saw did you that. do that man? i saw that why did you went, do that to my man minute hang on yeah yeah was very very strange also like i know that the vast majority of the music in terms of the traditional mario music was done by koji kondo which fantastic mm-hmm. great to have him on board but okay. he didn't exactly create all of this music including some of the donkey kong stuff which was grand coco so uh, probably should Grant have had a huge credit in that. and that too yeah so those two did great work with the donkey kong country franchise and it had it not been for the work that rare had done i don't think donkey kong would really be as relevant as he is now it was such a graphically like forward game, at least for me yeah. back then. You know. Well, also the designs as well of Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and Cranky Kong yeah. and Dixie Kong and all the other Kongs that were used in that very scene were all yes. taken from the designs exactly. that were created by Rare. There you go. So let's... one thing I did. Uh, Karen, Karen. Point, uh, yeah, sorry. One thing I did realize with Diddy Kong's character mm-hmm. um, on his hat, it doesn't say Nintendo on it. No, it doesn't. No, it didn't. And I, I didn't catch it the first time round, but the second time round I saw it, it had like a little star in the corner, but it didn't have that typical like Nintendo. Which was that. weird, actually. I noticed that. I was like, that's so weird. weird. I've not done that. But hey, yeah. look, let's, not get... <laughs> let's get into that now, because obviously we're at the Kong Kingdom section. So uh, they get picked up by a guard at the doors, and obviously they are transported via Rainbow Road track straight up to uh, Cranky Kong's domain. Now, uh, he's another one that I felt was very weak. I did not like the voice of Cranky Kong in this movie at all. Weird, because Cranky could have been, like, the the character that that kind of steals the scene. You know, they only, yeah. they're only in there. But, mm. um, I just felt like that, and I have to agree with you, Pete. It just wasn't dynamic. It didn't, yeah, it have didn't, any... didn't fit for me. Like, I always... Like, I imagine, like... I'm gonna. It's gonna sound bad, but I imagine like a typical old man from well, yeah. uh, for Cranky Kong, oh, back in my day, you know, sort of thing. But we didn't get that with him. He sort of felt a bit too energetic yeah. and a bit too youthful for me. Like the whole I dynamic between it... the two of them, actually, and you see that in the opening to Donkey Kong Country, is that Cranky is very traditional. He's older. He's more refined. And Donkey Kong has attitude, and you didn't really feel like that there was too much difference between the two of them at times in the movie. Though I suppose it's probably taken a little bit more from like the Donkey Kong series. There was a TV series, yes, wasn't there? A while right. back. Yeah. 
I think he probably took a bit more like inspiration from that character, where he's a bit more, yeah, not so much geriatric. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. you know audibly, obviously by speaking. I don't think his character was very you know geriatric or you know very old in that sense. Yeah, cranky. Yes, <laughs> he did have a kind of like you know what's it attitude into him then. But I think that's what they were trying to just encompass this time around with this character as well. But like you said, yeah, it could have done with feeling a bit older, a bit, you know, wiser, a bit. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, in the game, that's what that's what he is, you know. Mm. Mm. So obviously from here, this is where we get um, Peach pleading with Cranky to obviously lend forces. Uh, he gets bored and is like, right, if your minion, can, uh, which is Mario, obviously, can beat my son, Donkey Kong. Then we'll we'll give you the troops and we'll help you with your assault. So uh, obviously Peach has no faith in in Mario because he's only just got there. It's taken him a long time to complete the obstacle course, and now he's going to fight probably one of the most formidable foes in the entirety of the kingdom. So yeah, how this is set up is obviously there's a load of blocks in the sky in a coliseum, like a Roman coliseum. There you go, Kylie. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> So and uh, yeah, there's uh, to make the fair, make the fight fair. Cranky has allowed the use of power ups to be you know for Mario to use because he thinks it's going to be a walkover. And at the start of it, it was a walkover. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. Um, we do have a <laughs> Yes, he literally gets him on the ground and gives him a good old slapping about. Also, sorry, I need to bring up one thing from the chat. Rock'em Sock'em Hulk did say. Take On Me by AHA was uh, apparently selected because it was number one in the charts when the NES launched in the US. Ah. Very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, uh, as this goes on, Mario then pops a, power, pops a block and uh, takes a power up. He gets, the, uh, he gets the poison mushroom, I'm afraid. The mini mushroom. Yeah, the mini mushroom, sorry, but it could be construed yeah. as the poison mushroom as well. Either way. So, yeah. And then it turns into like a Tom Thumb. (laughs) (laughs) So So he goes from this to to this. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. So, yeah, he then gets laughed at by all the crowd and by Donkey Kong, and he sort of takes everyone a little bit sort of off guard. He starts making some insane jumps, starts moving himself around a little bit more, and uh, gets the use of another power-up which mm-hmm. is the cat suit yeah. and he gets laughed at for the cat suit because everyone thinks the cat suit is useless yeah, yeah that's weird yeah. like how did they not know i mean because it's cute and furry and people just don't understand the cats you know i don't know how? maybe maybe, maybe yeah. that's an inherent problem with the kongs maybe they're racist towards uh towards cats <laughs> yeah Species. They're species. Yeah, it's possibly. So. I don't know. But anyway, uh, what do we make of the image of Mario as Cat Mario? I love it. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was very good. I thought it was Amazing. very, you know, in keeping with like Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. I, I, I was, did love yeah. to see that into it in the uh, in the film as well. So yeah, I thought and, it was pretty cool. Uh, I would have to say as well, narratively speaking, this is a very good moment because this is where he finally figures out how to really utilise the power-ups because he says to himself, wait, I'm a cat. And then he sort of realises what he actually is and how he can (laughs) utilise that power to his own own gain because he's Mm. then then 
avoiding every single one of Donkey Kong's strikes with his incredible agility. Uh, yes. This is where we get a few a few nods to Super Smash Brothers as well, such as the uh, the meteor strike and the um, the Mario helicopter or the the down air. Sorry, down air. Kind of cool. Oh, in attack. So, right. Yeah. So uh, Mario defeats Donkey Kong, and the forces are obtained. And uh, to make their, they have to make their way back to the Mushroom Kingdom. And in order to do so, they need to use the secret roads. And for yeah. this, we need vehicles. We need that. carts. We Hell do yes. need carts. Oh yeah, baby! <laughs> this was one of my favourite moments in the film because that music. Oh, Obviously, as well, I'm not gonna lie. I I love Rainbow Road more than anything oh, in the gosh. Mario Kart games, you know. Yeah. And the fact that they mostly utilised SNES Rainbow Road's music for this. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. So they did. They did the the loadout music from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then obviously the track portion of it is using the SNES Rainbow Road music, which, oh yeah, very nice. It was good, but I still prefer the N64 uh, Rainbow Road version, I must admit. Uh, the remix of that on Marika 8 Deluxe is a piece of uh, gloriousness that I, I I love more than anything. But yes, to race on the tracks, Rainbow Road the is SNES, more fun. Though the, I must admit the SNES music or the SNES Rainbow music was much more fitting for the film. Yeah, I that's think sort of what I meant. In that yeah. It was more impactful because most people will know more about yeah, uh, the Mario Kart, like Super Mario Kart rather than 64. Mm. Yeah, so uh, we then we have it where all of our protagonists, including Cranky, uh, Cranky Donkey and everyone else, including Toad in a big, big 4x4, which is awesome, by the way. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> Seems like he's compensating for something. He might be, I think. Yes, so um, this is where unfortunately Bowser has figured out what what is going on and uh, has made his way to the uh, the secret track and has blown a big hole in the uh, in that and has let his forces through to take them down. Uh, nobody makes it through apart from Peach. And mm -hmm. at this point, this is where Donkey Kong and Mario are both separated from the pack. Um, Cranky Kong and a few others are captured. And Peach, I think, still makes her way back with Toad. Yes. So, and this is and where... And all because of the um, the lead commander or whatever of the Cooper Army, yeah. the Blue Shell. Yes. Um, obviously, eradicates the... Uh, Mario and Donkey Kong and their car, and it's what puts a hole in the yeah, uh, road. It does. And I feel like there was a missing plot point there, Which or was? character development, because it's like, what was Blue Shell's motives, or, you know, for his aggression towards Mario and Donkey Kong? He doesn't know them from Adam. So it's like, why is all of a sudden he's so, you know, dedicated in trying to take them out? And I did see people on Twitter say, um, that he feels like there could have been a backstory or another scene where he probably caught up with them in a different um, area, yeah. and that maybe they had a set two and he got oh, defeated. Yeah, then. So he's trying maybe. to trying to redeem himself basically. So I feel like there was a missing plot point that could have 
developed his character a bit better. Yeah, it could also be a point that they could bring up in a potential sequel as well, is why are all the Goombas and the and the Koopa Troopers obviously with Bowser? I would like to know mm-hmm. that. I would like to know that lore. I mean, I know, I know he says he's the king of the Koopas, but, you know, the yeah. Koopa Trooper and a Goomba are very, very different. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And also, I... there's all, there's those other guys as well. Yeah. Which was another joke. <laughs> yes. So this is where Donkey Kong and Mario get separated. They uh, fall off the track and into a bu- uh, load of water below. Uh, Donkey Kong gets hit by a tyre and uh, gets knocked out, and Mario needs to save him. Uh, they then have a heart-to-heart where they uh, both realise that they're just trying to play up to their dads to make them proud, and they have a little bit of an emotional bond together. Whilst they still don't like each other, there is an unholy alliance, let's say. Exactly. I think that, I think that actually reflects a lot in the games as well. It kind of does, yeah, because Donkey Kong has always had a bit of an unholy ali- uneasy alliance with Mario to some degree. Like, of course, in the very, very, very first game... Obviously, he still was it Princess Daisy? Pauline. Pauline. Who is actually, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, was the mayor of Brooklyn. Mayor? Or mayor of New York, sorry. Yes, I thought that was interesting. Yes. Um, But, you know, there were enemies there. But then, you know, through the years, Donkey Kong's kind of, you know, coming to his own. And. uh, Well, according to the law, Donkey Kong in the original. Donkey Kong games are supposed to be Cranky Kong or something. It is, and the yeah. actual so, later games so this is his, um, like his yeah. yeah, and actually um Donkey Kong is not actually like his direct descendant. He's it's Donkey what? Kong Jr.'s son. What? Mm. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I know. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bit unusual. <laughs> uh yes, she is also yeah. the mayor of New Donk City in Odyssey. Yeah. Which is the mm. best level in Mario history? Not just but just saying. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> they're all humans and they don't look like Mario. Yep, it's a, it's a bit strange anyway. Let's not let's not get too bogged down on that because this is at the moment where uh, Mario and Donkey Kong find themselves in peril because they find themselves being eaten by a very large, very large beast. Oh, uh, anyone who knows knows the games oh. will know this is from Mario sixty four. Yes, oh, an yes. actual thrilling part. Because, like I said, I don't get scared on games, but that—I don't know why—that part always mm. made me a little, a little nervous. A little you, nervous. You, I mean, it looked a bit weird in its uh, sixty-four goodness. Let's say. Scared oh yes. In its sixty-fourness. Yes. I think it's because it was such a large enemy, and back yeah. then I was playing against large enemies, and that didn't happen for me until God of War. On the PlayStation. Yeah, that's uh, true, actually. Yeah, well, that was like the biggest enemy. Oh, it's so funny to look back now. Mm. And then dragons in Skyrim, it's just like, <laughs> you know, now that's like nothing, you know? It's weird. Yep. Well, what I did like about the eel, especially like uh, Mario 64, is like one of the first stars is actually in front of its face, so you have to yeah. like, try and get it. Oh, wait, you had to swim past its face, sorry, and then get yes. it to come yeah. out. Because the star's on its tail. Yeah. And then after you collect that star, the next time you go in, the eel is actually swimming around in that hole. Yeah, because you've unleashed it because of it's been protecting that star. For some mm. reason, that was, like, terrifying to me. Not, like, terrifying. Mm. Man, that's the... Ooh. Okay. Anyway, I think so... The movie... yeah, 
yeah, so this is around about the point when we switch back to Bowser, who is obviously making his assault on the uh, on the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Peach has made it back and uh, just in time for Bowser to arrive, at where he uh, he makes his love for the pe- for the princess known by singing a, like by telling her that he wants to marry her, and the only way that she can actually avoid uh, avoid war is by accepting the proposal to get married to Bowser. Oh goodness. He just wants oh, to marry her gently. Brilliant. <laughs> marry her gently. <laughs> I'm glad you went for the sensitive version there. <laughs> but yes, I did when when the Peaches song did come up uh-huh. at one point, I was thinking of that Tenacious D song immediately. Because the piano does sound it, a little yes. familiar. But that's it the does. thing is you get someone like Jack Black, you're gonna have to do something like that. And I thought it was kind yes. of perfect. Even to the point don't know if you noticed it, but you know when he does his like run round in the speech with Kamek earlier on in the movie, yeah. he yeah. calls her Peaches and like that's obviously a little playful name he has for her to himself yeah. and and to Kamek. Yeah. But he actually calls her that like oh when he's saying it as well. Which I think is really funny. <laughs> Yes, I didn't even catch that. That was a good catch. <laughs> oh. So yeah, he make he makes his intentions known, and that's uh, she she does it to save save her kingdom. Anyway, we then switch back to Mario, who has obviously been ingested by the eel uh, after a bit of uh, let's say argument between Donkey Kong and uh, Mario. They realise that Donkey Kong doing a ground pound on on it will uh, cause them on the eel will cause the eel to want to get rid of them so does mm. and then they find themselves back in the uh, mushroom kingdom that very handily just as the uh, the wedding is just about to happen now in white if you notice oh there are oh, yeah peak yeah. okay that's why i was prepared thank you yeah. Oh yes. Uh, annoyingly, I don't have my peach wedding dress one anymore. I don't <gasps> know where it is anymore. No. No. Okay. Uh, look, look. Hold my beer. Hold my oh, beer. Oh, oh, oh. No. Yeah, okay. Of course, my the, of I know. Course. The annoying thing was is I packed uh, it away somewhere when I was moving rooms and it went missing. It'll turn up when you move out. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you for goodness. that. Yeah, I we'll will find here. it. So I was just saying to Kylie that it got lost sort of in a in a room move, so hopefully when I move house I'll find it again. <laughs> Hidden in a box somewhere. I hope oh so. I really hope so. Your Maybe princess so. is in another castle. Yeah, the box castle. <laughs> okay, so this is where we start to get to act three of the movie, you know, the stakes are all, all held, so Everyone that got captured by Bowser at this point, including our very, very uh, unfortunate Luigi, who's barely featured in the movie, Cranky Kong, and uh, I'm going to say a very, very masochistic Luma as well. We finally touch on the Luma. (laughs) The Luma is probably the weirdest part of this movie, but it was very, very funny. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, it was weird. I do feel sorry for the penguins and all the other prisoners that had to endure that luma and it's uh, a yeah. sense of mortality oh, will you stop already <laughs> <laughs> oh look we got fresh meat for the grinder <laughs> <laughs> and that's weird considering oh. the mario galaxy they're all so happy they're all I so know. happy 
I really like Maybe that. that's what they're like when Rosalina isn't it, around. Oh, that's you know, interesting. Cheering, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, they, yeah. So they are put in cages and they are offered a sacrificial lamb for when Bowser weds Peach. So you get this moment where obviously Donkey Kong and and Mario turn up and save everyone at the right time before they hit lava. And then battle ensues between Mario and Bowser. Mm-hmm. I mean, not too unhappy with the initial initial battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, as things progress, I'm not sure how it comes to be, but they end up in Brooklyn again. I think they go through the pipe, don't they? Yes. So basically, um, Bowser gets frozen by Peach. Oh, uh, yeah, she, she had uses the ice flower. And then she starts setting, you know, people on, uh, sets Bowser on ice and then tries to stop the chains. Then obviously, uh, Donkey Kong and Mario, they come in to save the day as well. Then Bowser breaks free and then he sets off a giant uh, Banzai Bill. Yes, destroy the Mushroom right. Kingdom. Mario takes it away from the Mushroom Kingdom and then sticks it through the green pipe <laughs> or leads it to the green oh, pipe. Oh, yes, he And does, then yeah, somehow yeah. it sucks everything yeah, in because, and brings the oh, Mushroom yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, the ensuing explosion then causes the, the, the warp pipe to sort of dissipate and sucks mm. everything from the Mushroom Kingdom through into the real world, including yes. all its inhabitants. So yeah, you get, exactly. So you get Bowser, you get Peach, you get Mario, Luigi, and all that lot, all sort of standing there as New York or as Brooklyn is essentially getting invaded by this mm-hmm. very large Bowser. Uh, <laughs> it's at this point, obviously, where the uh, the superstar goes a little bit awry, and we get the obvious moment where Mario and Luigi team up, pick up said superstar, and become invincible, and take oh, down yeah. Bowser. Just wait. In one of the most our... epic finishes in a whole in a new film. Who are we waiting on? Me. <laughs> yeah. I am waiting on you. Okay. We need visual reenactment. We're coming up, both of them hey, together. And there we go. Yeah, and this is. I uh... feel like I'm going to have to actually make this video. I think you are. <laughs> I really do think you are. The puppet remake. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so we got a few more nods here to Super Smash Brothers as well, with a few of uh, Luigi's moves too. Jonathan is like almost a year of subscriptions. Thank you, Jonathan. Twenty-three, uh, twenty-three months. That's two years. Wow. Two years. That is dedication. Now. Crap! Yes, it is. And we thank you for it very much. Thank you very much, my friend. So yeah, we're just coming to the end of the movie. So if you haven't actually seen it, please stay away. Um, no offense. Care about spoilers. This uh, this I mean, podcast I is for you. To watch but watch to, the yeah. film first. <laughs> yeah, we did say that. So yeah, he's in and out. He said, but thank you for stopping by anyway. Yeah, we always so, love so, to yeah. see your shiny face name. Face name. Yes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Happy. Wait violently at me. I just oh. did. I just did. You'll see it back on the vod. It's fine. Oh, okay. So, I'm dying. I know you are. So yeah, so yeah, we get to the point where we see where they take down But the Bowser. ambulance hasn't come yet. No. Yeah, uh, the ambulance be, hasn't come yet. I was going to say it's Northern Ireland. It'll be about five or six hours. <laughs> oh, after the spoilers. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Um, yep, yeah, so we get to that point. We um, So Bowser is taken down. He's then shrunk down into size and put into a jar. Yes. Well, yes. well, we, 
yeah, we'll we'll get to back to that in a moment. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they are lauded as heroes. This is where we get um, uh, our Giuseppe moment from earlier on in the movie, where he introduces everyone in Brooklyn to the Super Mario Brothers. Yes, and then we get the most heartfelt moment in the whole entire movie Which when is? Uh, Mario and Luigi's father come up to them and says, "That's my boys." Yes. That was good. That was good. That was really so, well done. Yeah. yeah. That was we, like Charles Martinet handing yeah. over the torch. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Chris agreed. Uh, we yeah. then close the movie out with a scene where Mario and Luigi are going to work, but actually, they now reside in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And they make their way via warp pipe back to Brooklyn to do their day's tasks. And that's where the movie ends until we get to a few things. <laughs> So we get to the first moment, which I believe was a miniature Jack Bla- Jack Black's Bowser playing Peaches again, yep. and then getting mm-hmm. told to shut up. Yep. Which I thought was very good. It was a good very way to get good. that nod back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, was there was only two post credits, wasn't there? So yep. there was that. Yes. Uh, and then my favorite. We then get a Yoshi egg. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. I want to say something that I felt was very, very stupid in my screening. Why? Mm -hmm. Now, you know all the people that stuck around were obviously the Mm -hmm. diehard Mario fans who were like, oh, we know there's an end credit sequence. Let's stick around because we... So, as I'm walking down, I see this... I've obviously seen the scene. I will get into that in a moment. Uh, I happened to hear someone going, oh, well, Yoshi wasn't in the movie. I'm not sure why they've just left that there. Um, okay. Now, let me, let, um. me, let me say the one thing that I said to myself, and I was that close. I stopped, heard it, and nearly said it to him. You do realise where they're going for the next movie with this. This is kind of what they're setting up. Certainly up for like Super uh, Mario World. Yes, they're going to Dinosaur Land. Hmm. That's that's why I took away from it anyway. Well, I think so. I I think that's exactly what they're doing. So, Um, yeah, they've set it up in the fact that that Yoshi is obviously within Peach's Castle somewhere. Maybe on the roof. Um, Well, well, actually, I'll stop you there. When you go back to the scene with the wedding... And they're doing yeah. a preparation for the wedding. There was a table, and they were putting gifts oh, there, on the yes, table. There was. And one of the gifts was a Yoshi egg. Yes, so there like was. Game of Thrones. Okay, Game yeah. Of Thrones. So this is obviously in Peach's castle somewhere. Which, to be fair, I missed that the first time around, and only saw that the second time. Well, gonna have oh. to have a look then next time I see it. So yeah. <laughs> She's Khaleesi. She's okay. girl boss. Brilliant. Anyway, so yeah, this being the case, I think this is what they do to set up the second movie, where obviously Bowser is now in Peach's castle as a miniature. Uh, mm. He manages to find himself back to size, and lo and behold, happens to find a very very valuable egg. Also, I pre-hatched. Wonder... <laughs> right, but I wonder if. Um, that means that uh, 
all his kids, which are not his kids, apparently. No. The ones that got retconned, the Cooperlings. Yes. The Cooperlings, I bet they are. Iggy, Moulton, Roy, Ludwig. Ludwig. Wendy. Junior. Iggy. Junior is one of his probably one of his few uh, actual kids. That is an actual kid. There are seven others, and I can only seem to ever remember Lemmy. Lemmy. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! How did you got them? You both got them. I played between the two of us. Mario World. Yeah, I played a lot of Super Mario World. Oh, so did I. I can never remember them. I just, like, really liked the Koopa Were they in Mario World? I mean, I must admit, I've not yes. really played much of Mario yeah, World. I did the... play Mario yes, Bros. Were. 3. They were definitely in that. So they were in the sub-castles in Mario World. Yeah. So right. at the end of each area, you had uh, one of the Koopalings there. Yeah. And okay. there, were eight, there were seven worlds, basically, in that yes. game. Hmm. And then Bowser being obviously the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. See. And they were also in the TV show. That's, That's probably it. why. Yes, I they were. Them. Yeah. And they actually did refer to King Cooper as dad. Yeah. Yes. That's where the retcon has obviously happened. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk specifically about one thing that we haven't really mentioned throughout this film. And it's not really going to be much else that we really mentioned because I think this might be it. I think the music and the soundtrack as a whole is superb. Like, not just because of the, the Mario musical nods. I actually think that the piece of music, like, the the one pe like through line that they have all the way through, and you'll hear it constantly throughout. Mike, I think you'll notice this being a second-time listener or watcher of the mm. film. It's very, it's very illumination, but it works within the whole like soundtrack because you have these little nods to the Mario music and then you have their through line and I really like it. Yes. I it was very, very well done, very well done. I also got um uh a very like Mario Rabbids kind of vibe from yes, when so they I... do Peach Peach when she does the obstacle course and she yes, makes so it I to got... the end of the tag and goes dun 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've obviously taken a lot of cues from obviously what they've done with pre with Mario Music being orchestral now with Odyssey having it, uh, back obviously Super Mario Galaxy being one of the first that they so. ever did it with. So and it's... when that song hit, when that song came on, I think in the credits that really yeah, did the hit Gusty me Garden. as well. Yeah, the Gusty Garden. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that that um, end credits music, um, I mentioned it in our Discord. I've probably listened to that more times than I care to admit since it went up on Spotify, and it might be in it might be in double digits by now. Wow. Um, I love <laughs> it. Like, and I've been sat there trying to obviously identify every piece of music that was used there, and it's yeah. quite a task. It's quite interesting, <laughs> but I did come to one realization about something, and this is what further cements my theory about Super Mario Brothers Two as a movie, mm. if it comes, where it's going to be, is because there's only one piece of music from Super Mario World, and that is the castle theme. Uh huh. Yes, and that was used in the credits, not anywhere else it in the movie. Was. It was. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. The the choices of music they mainly use for that end credits is oh. actually vast majority of Mario One, but there is a couple of little cues to Mario Three as well. And the Galaxy. interesting take, 
the interesting take that I take from the end credit when they had like the Yoshi egg. Mm -hmm. Now it reminds me of two films, obviously one of them being uh, Sonic the Hedgehog when they set it up for yeah. Tails yeah. appearing. And the other one is a little, probably a bit more obscure is um, the Matthew Broderick film. I knew Godzilla. you were this. Yeah. Yes. Good God. That's when they found like there was one single egg that survived the explosion in Madison Square Garden, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I got vibes that of that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do y'all remember the marketing for that? It was crazy in the US. I don't know if oh, it was like that. Yeah, you mean Puff Daddy making music for it? Oh my god! <laughs> everywhere. Was. Ugh. I think my brother actually collected some of the uh, toys of the the raptor. T well, not raptors, yeah. are they? Yeah, Godzilla toys, the microwaves, and he had the puppet as well. The actual big <laughs> Godzilla puppet. Massive uh, that thing was. It was, yeah. Oh my goodness! It was on like all of the fast food cups mm. and stuff like that. It was just everywhere. Oh, okay. That's back when they used to market movies. Anyway, yes, speaking right. of market, that's that's the though, movie anyway. Did we that's all three? Did we all three get our Mario buckets? Because I did. I did not. I didn't <laughs> because I'm probably going to get... I don't usually... Well, I was running late, so I couldn't exactly go and do concessions. Oh. So the second time, I probably will. Yes, you have to, Pete, or I'll just send you mine. Uh. Well, yes, you will. <laughs> anyway, so now that the movie is done, let's um, let's do some final thoughts, you know, wrap up, obviously, what, what our what we thought about it and then we'll we'll close this up so uh I'll start with mike here actually no we'll start with Kylie because she's fading fast yeah, with Kylie, yeah. i'll, I'll <laughs> be very very brief because holy crap y'all um i am hanging on here uh and i don't have any puns i was gonna make some kind of pun but i don't have any uh oh, <laughs> oh let's go to abba see that doesn't that's not a pun <laughs> why didn't they have abba in the movie <laughs> that would have made way more sense than take on me anyway maybe in the second film Mama. mario and luigi get captured and their mum has to come and save them and then they can have mamma mia playing Mama mia. anyway pete is not yeah. amused we've just lost street. pete we've just lost pete oh dear oh dear pete do you read you do mentioned you read? Abba, i just i just zoned out that was it <laughs> Makes everybody happy except Pete. Um, <laughs> I've gone off tangent again. Uh, always. So oh, always. Um, it was a solid movie. Uh, again, I say this every week when we talk about movies and TV show. I've been hurting for such good, entertaining films and TV that even if this is mid, it still feels like a refreshing glass of water or something because everything has been crap lately at least for me in my personal opinion mm -hmm. um so while there is some kind of like minor little things that i you know wouldn't make it, that would make it better yeah. uh it was a strong entertaining film with lots of nostalgia but not like not like a family guy episode where it wasn't cheap to... nostalgia yeah 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 no. they earned it they did earn it um which is important to me um and i i mean i'm willing to see a sequel so well, i like it i mean had it not been for me like telling you to go and watch it you probably yes. wouldn't have watched it but i i told mike this off stream but he came home and immediately messaged me and said i have homework for you and i was like what i don't do no homework 
And he's like, go watch Mario movie right now. <laughs> I don't... I think that's the first time I've ever told you to actually do something on this podcast. I think we did something else. There was something, but it was like a lore-heavy episode. I think it was the Rusty Shackleford... Whatever it is. I'm so tired. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah. Hey, your thoughts. No, we'll go to you. We'll go to you because I think mine's probably gonna be the most controversial. Oh, oh okay. Um oh no, the movie sucked. I didn't like it at all. Um <laughs> Lies, lies, slander. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much so. Uh there were a couple of weak points for me in it. I, I mean Um when I first heard, you know, Bowser breaking into song and I thought, oh my God, they just had to do that. And it did feel from me the first time around, it felt cringy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then after the music video then released on Twitter, on social media and now I started listening to it and then getting into it a bit more and thinking, do you know what? Okay, it's not so bad after all. Would I have preferred, you know, Bowser taking on probably one of more Jack Black's more like metal roots? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That would have just been epic. And especially there's that scene where they've got like, you know, a rock metal band playing of the Coopers and then, you know, he comes on and it's like, wow, breathing fire. And that was, you know, amazing. <laughs> and then it's like this complete contrast. He's playing a, p- a piano and he's playing soft yeah. tunes and singing a ballad. <laughs> and it's like, okay. But then it, it grew on me. It did grow on me. Yeah. And I did, I really loved the film. Um, and like I said, I have seen it twice. I know it just sounds like I'm just throwing it out there. Basically, people, if you have seen the film, or if you haven't seen the film, go see the film. And if you have seen the film, go see it again. <laughs> it is one of the few films that I've ever seen twice in the cinema. In fact, really? no, it's probably the only film I've ever seen twice in the cinema. Oh, there's, wow. some, there's some films I will watch over and over again on a DVD release, yeah. but to actually go to the cinema and watch it, and I thought, no. And basically, because the first time I went with my brother Jack in the UK, yeah. and then the second time I went with my uh, partner, and we went to see the film here. Yeah. And even she said to me that she wants to see the film again. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's just got that staying power. It's got that continuous power to say, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you see this film, you're still going to enjoy it. Yes, the story is relatively weak. Um, would the events happen in the film if Mario and Luigi didn't go to the Mushroom Kingdom? Um, yes, because Peach was always going to go to see Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong probably would have helped anyway. And then probably at the end, it probably wouldn't have had the same you know, same ending because at the end, yeah, Mario and Luigi did yeah. come. They got the superstar and, you know, beat Bowser. Yeah. But, you know, that whole initial plot point is like, okay, well, Mario's just along there for the ride, basically. Pretty much, right. yeah. But yeah. it was, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. As soon as it becomes available on DVD here in Spain, yeah. I'm going to get it as well and probably watch it a hundred more times. So, yeah. With director's commentary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh, I bet they have. Charles Martin A talking in the background too. Oh, they'll have me and Miyamoto uh, probably in there too. Oh yeah, but um, well, we never actually touched on Miyamoto, have we? Really? really? Not at all. Yeah. We've spoken all about the film. We've spoken all yeah. about you know the the characters and you know I mean, to be fair, I mean Miyamoto did work on this film as well. Yeah, uh, yeah he's you know, the Exactly. And trying to keep things as loyal and as faithful to the games as well. So, you know, hats off to, you know, Miyamoto for actually, you know, staying on point on yeah. this film. 
making sure that every single Easter egg and reference that was in the film was meticulously done. It was carefully thought out. You know, it wasn't just, oh, we'll just throw this here and we'll just throw that here. And we're just like, everything just worked beautifully together. And we actually said this a few weeks ago during the Last of Us episodes, that the reason why The Last of Us was so successful is they stayed true to the source material. <laughs> and for some reason, that has always eluded movie Hollywood filmmakers. Mm-hmm. They don't stick to the source material. Well, then... I mean, Mario's got more source material than probably anyone. And again, it succeeded because they stuck to the source material. Yeah. And they had the people, you know, saying, this is how this went, you know. Yeah. This is this way, you know, story beat. I'd say it's very similar in that respect to The Last of Us with having Neil Druckmann as an executive producer too. Yeah, which, you know, he's not my favorite person, but having someone that worked on... For having cohesion in terms of storytelling. Also, mm. random fact, the movie that I saw four times in the theater, you want to guess, Pete? You want to guess what movie I saw four times? Was it Deadpool? Mm. It was Deadpool! Deadpool. <laughs> of course it was. Pete loves Deadpool. It's well, his favorite character in the MCU. Because he's now in the MCU. I quite like D- Deadpool. Uh, you know, I, I, but then I quite like Ryan Reynolds anyway. You know, I've watched a lot of his movies. Going back from, like, Van Wilder. Oh, yeah. uh, it's probably one of my favorite movies. Oh, um, there is one oh, yeah. scene in that particular movie I can't watch without feeling sick. Um, does it involve a hot tub? Uh, no, it involves a pastry. Oh, goodness. Ah, See, I managed to then. block that from my memory for the last 20 or so years, so thank you for reminding me. See, that was <laughs> if I have to remember it, you have to too. <laughs> remember American Pie was out at that time. Freddy got. Oh, that was. Oh my god! Why did so many things at that age have something to do with weird pastries? It's so fun. No. Weird. (laughs) I remember sneaking and going and watching them. Um, Still didn't have a clue what was going on, but I laughed. Um, (laughs) How about you, Pete? Um. Now I have to be really honest here. Go on. And I think we're, we're we're big boys and girls here. We we can take it. Narrative yeah. oh, wise, yeah. this is kind of poor. Like in terms of storytelling, like it's mostly fine. Like it's it's rapid. It sort of does its job that it needs to do. I felt like they could have fleshed a few things, a few things, bit more things out. They could have given a bit more time to to breathe. It sort of felt like they they jumped between kingdom to kingdom quite quickly, which. They didn't give it a lot of time to breathe. Uh, there were certain characters that I didn't particularly like, like Donkey Kong. I just didn't feel like the interpretation was that great. Um, some of his actions throughout the film didn't really feel like they were would actually be what Donkey Kong would do, but hey, I can't argue with that. Did I have a good time, though? Of course I did. This is probably the most fun I've had in a cinema in years. And it was... Sonic. No, since John Wick, but you know, like John Wick was a different kind. Like, this is probably like just the most fun I've had in a cinema in a very, very long time. And whilst I did enjoy yeah. the Sonic movie, this one was more fun than Sonic. Like for me, oh. I as being a true Mario fan, it was like it was nice to get an interpretation of the characters that felt more like source material rather than that god-awful 1993 movie that me and Kylie discussed the other day actually has actual overt racism in it. 
I'll get to that afterwards. I'll tell you yeah. about that in the post show. It's funny. Oh um, yes. Oh yes. But yeah, most characters were were very well done. Most you know fit the bill. The voice cast I thought was great. Whilst I had some reservations about Anya Taylor Joy's Princess Peach, I felt she did a really good job actually. Um, Chris Pratt did a fantastic job. I think to to a certain degree. Um, Charlie Day is and Keegan-Michael Key are revelations for me and Jack Black obviously goes without saying because I think he gives everything to most roles he's in. Um, I I, I hope that they do a bit more in terms of story with a sequel. Uh, I just think for the most part the reason why I would give this a 6 out of 10 or a 3 out of 5 would just be because the the Nintendo and Illumination played it too safe. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I was wrong. I can't take this. <laughs> 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 I made a mistake. Oh, God. <laughs> Told you. No, no, yeah. no <laughs> I did say that somebody might not like my, my, my take. But you said 7 out of 10, Pete. Uh, I've gone that? back. A, I did on Discord. Oh, wow. I've now gone back a little bit on it. Oh, I no. am sitting on a solid 8... Eight nine. Fair. Um, and ten, no. No. I mean, right. music was great. Animation was superb. Yes. Uh, music, music was just brilliant. The a lot of the characters or voice acting was on point. There were a couple of weak uh, um, characters, like you said, you know, with like Seth Rogen. Yeah. And to be fair, I do enjoy a lot of his other movies, to be fair, but it's it's just very typical Seth. It's yeah, very that's, typical that's, Seth. That's the problem. You know? it and wasn't... it's basically what you got, yeah. 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 The other movies he's in are funny. They're really funny. They are, yeah. But Death Rogan, like, and all of them. He, he had already warned people about this. He said, "If you want me to do a voice, don't. Like, if you're expecting a voice, don't, because I'm just, I'm just not that kind of actor." Which is fine. We now definitely know that you're just playing yourself every time you do the role. Then, exactly. Not an actor. I mean, like, um, where Kylie touched on with like Jack Black, and you know, you guys t- touched on Jack Black when you're saying, you know, he really commits to his roles and stuff like that, and that is absolutely true uh, mm. in a lot of his roles. Um, like you know, in Tropic Thunder or in Jumanji, you know, oh, in Jumanji, so I, he played that that role just fantastically, where he's like this teenage girl in this uh, know, adult man's it. body, and he's like, oh god, it's, it's just it's okay. he does commit to his role. He's like, okay, do you know what? I'm gonna do this. It doesn't matter what the role is. He's going, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna give yeah. it my all every single time. I always love that with him. You know what's funny? I was probably fourteen maybe 13 13 14 and this uh i was watching a movie with my friend and he was like oh i've got this movie come check it out and it was called like um black panther or something like that but it was bruce willis and he was a spy a double agent it was actually a really good movie um and um god i wish i could remember what it was called but it's some kind of cat <laughs> but, uh there's this port- point in the movie where he goes to this weapons expert and the guy comes on and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I was like, who is Do you mean this? the jackal? The jackal, that's it. And there is a cat movie. <laughs> but, it's jackal. so, Jackals it's are like jackal. dogs, aren't they? Jackal. Good movie. I mean, I was 14. It might not be a good movie. It might be terrible. But it was good for a 14-year-old who liked spies. But yeah, I couldn't take my eyes. It was, it was very young. Very young Jack Black. Probably his first... 
Uh, well, wrong. I remember seeing him in Enemy of the State in 1987 as well. Okay, then, then we... Uh, what, so, I guess that one was first, huh? Very uh, minor then, role. Then we watched Enemy of the State, and I was like, that's that guy! That's that guy! It's the weapons guy in Jackal! Mm. He's like, I guess. I was like, no, it is! It is. I just could not, like, take my eyes yeah. off of him. And, <laughs> in that way, Enemy of the State just... also had uh, Jason Lee in it as well. <laughs> that's another good movie too god hey, we had like good spy movies we did have a few good spy movies and I'll, I'll watch enemy in the state like it's going out of fashion i love that it's movie good. and hackers we should watch hackers, hackers oh is god good too. <laughs> anyway should we wrap this show up before we become a movie yes. cast but i have oh, been yeah. listening to the soundtrack of hackers i do encourage anyone who loves dance music as i do to listen to that 90s craziness yes i, I probably would out, but if, but if you don't uh, want to stay on brand for this particular episode, the uh, the Mario movie soundtrack is currently up on streaming services where you can get your enjoyment from it like I have. Yeah. It's an hour there and 40 go. minutes and it's it's glorious. It's very, very good. So it's, it's good. not the same as an episode of this show. This show, which you can find <laughs> on various places. <laughs> very Actually, good. No, so just ask our guest. I am hanging on, boys. I am hanging on. Mike, <laughs> can they find you out there? Um, well, you can find me hiding somewhere in southern Spain in a tax haven. No, no, sorry. <laughs> um, you, can... <laughs> you can find me uh, on MikeTendo64 on Twitter, Facebook, or on Tumblr as well. We also run the website MikeTendo64.com where we post all our news, reviews, interviews, giveaways, and so much more. Um, we're also on YouTube as well. We post a lot of gameplay videos and also videos of events that we've been to. Uh, Jack is currently posting a load of videos from the Pokemon European Championships, nice. which he had the privilege Ooh. to go go to this weekend. Um, so we post a lot of stuff there. And, you know, we're always, you know, on Twitter is probably what we use most. So if ever you want to, you know, uh, have a chat or if there's anything about any particular games that you're interested in thing want to talk about them you know we're there so you know, hit us up <laughs> nice. ah, Pete, where can they find you um so you can usually find me on twitter at pete becking one spelled b-e-c-k-e-w-t and the number one you can also listen to me on this very show I also run the uh, rapid reviews radio twitter although it's been neglected for a little bit i'll be honest so that's at our radio pod. Uh, additionally, and I just want to take a few moments, obviously, because synergy with my uh, podcast, The Never Watches, we're talking about movies today, where uh, we are recording a new episode next week of our brand new show, where we are not covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe until the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out, so we need to do something in the meantime. So we're keeping that premise going with a film that I have never watched before, but Kurt has, called The Menu with Ralph Fiennes. See that? It's required to watch That's that. another Anya Taylor-Joy film. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. So, yep, check check on the Never Watches for when that episode will go live. I will, I will link oh, it yeah. on Twitter as well. But for all other things, please visit rapidreviewsuk.com as well. Yep. Okay. Kylie? Oh, it's my turn? Yes. <laughs> you, 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 te you tend to have to give your stuff out, you know. No. <laughs> if you want to find me, 
if you want to find me today, I'm sure I'm deleting everything I'm typing at the moment. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored. Bored Kylie is dangerous, Kylie. Yeah, it's um, not a great combination. So, you can find me over at Kylie to greet Kylie Y T H G R E T. Or if you want to watch, not watch, see CrossFit craziness and garden craziness, because I've been posting lots of bee visitors. You can head over to nice. Instagram. I'm at Kylie Yellick. I love the bees. Save the bees. Yes, they are. But. Why would please. You? <laughs> please save the bees. Um, oh gosh, and I don't have a filter on my mic. Uh, but, uh, I think that's good. I don't have a filter. No, I, everything that comes to mind comes straight out. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to put a filter on mic. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, thank you so much to our watchers and our listeners. You can spend your time with anyone. The fact that you spend it with us always means the world to us. Um, so we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. No, we won't. No, we no, won't. Not, no, next oh. week there is no show. Oh. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> we'll see you and talk to you in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Woohoo. Thank you for watching my movie. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapidreviews at 7.30pm UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the, the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.